there's nothing weird about it. Yeah. That was hilarious. He's gonna end up dead. I like to look at her and say, Timmy, are you a baby? <laughs> You're not a baby. You look like a puppy. Oh, You're, you're a baby her. puppy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That you don't sound a- like yourself. <laughs> that, that thing you just said, Long Island's basic. I have, yeah. I what don't is know. that? Sometimes I turn into a valley girl when I'm in like my dog mommy mode. <laughs> That's your dog voice? Is your valley girl voice? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I sound like my grandmother when I talk to animals. I'm like, <laughs> I do. I do what my grandma did when I was like a kid. I, also, my parents—they both talk to our dog like they talk to us as kids. Mm-hmm. So, weird thing is, I saw a video of me as a baby, and my dad was talking to me. And the way he talked to me was just the way he talked to our dog. Like, what are you doing? Are you grabbing that with your creepy little hand? <laughs> and I'm just like, it sounds like he's talking to the dog. <laughs> And my mom was like, no, yeah, he's talking to the dog like he's talking to babies. That's you. You were first. And I'm like, oh. And then meanwhile, my mom talks like, hey, Carla. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. So I I got their puppy voice. You're so cute. Okay. See? (laughs) So we're obviously not ourselves when we're in the presence of animals. Of course not. (laughs) We're here with Tilly. Liz's dog, who's like, she's like a corgi shepherd mix, right? <laughs> Something like that. She's really cute. Yeah, she's really She cute. looks so scared. I love it. I <laughs> she love always it so does. <laughs> I love that so much about her. Strangers. But she's a love bug. She's just a love bug. Oh my God, Liz. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> she loves it. Aww. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Before we were waiting to, um, we were waiting to get in the bistro, um, we were inside and I was trying to like um, find out how far we were on the line and she was outside and a dog a dog a car drives by with two beautiful Siberian huskies sticking their they heads out gorgeous, the window yeah. and Corrine turns to the window and looks at me and I go I saw them <laughs> obviously I saw them they were beautiful and everyone around me was like why is she so excited I'm like these huskies just drove by I think it's important to be excited by life everything about it I mean yeah Puppies. Especially cute dogs. Dogs are so great. Okay. Dogs are the best. I could honestly make a podcast about how much I love dogs and how much I know about them. And their, their ears are like soft. You should, and should totally do that. <laughs> I seriously could. If, if only yeah. it were as interesting to listen to as Jets <laughs> Oscars. But <laughs> there's an audience out there. <laughs> there's an audience for, for everything. everything. Exactly. Like my dad always says there's an ass for every seat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I spoke with someone about this recently. Yeah. That's a good one. I think we're talking about how, like, you know, how really boring people will date other really boring people. Oh, and I've it's met like, a few. wow, it's like they're just meant for each other because they're both so fucking boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. how do they find each other? <laughs> Boring.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next dating site. <laughs> Starting it. <laughs> so we're here today talking about Amy Winehouse. Uh, obviously, part of the 27 Club, air quotes. Mm. And um, yeah. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that she passed away. It was really a lot of people saw it coming because she was so clearly mm-hmm. not doing well. But it was still like, it was so sad when it happened. Like even though you knew it was kind of coming, and you well, nobody surprised. expects anyone to die yeah. that young. Like, I mean, well, there's a slew. She of that, wasn't but doing very. We all well. knew she had like substance issues. She yeah. was just like she didn't look like she was. But doing it was still well. a shock. Yeah, and you know, yeah. she. It's just like it's a sh- it's a shame. She yeah, was, she was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. I know it was obviously very upsetting, even though you kind of knew it would happen. Like, it was still, like, it didn't make it any better. Like, no. people still were very upset. I was upset. She's she's very talented. I still listen to her music all the time. Meet Jade Winehouse. Oh, her middle name is Jade. Uh-huh. I have a friend named Jade. Oh, wait, we both have a friend named Jade. We have a friend named Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the same. The same Jade. Must be the same Jade. <laughs> Must be the same Jade. <laughs> Did you know you're related to yeah. <laughs> She was born in North London on September, 4- September 14th, 1983. Okay, so she is older than us. Yeah, about just, a couple years. Okay, I just, like to, I just like to know that people are older than us. <laughs> and you made it past 27, so. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, longer, longer, yeah. I just, I just like to hear about people born before I was, because lately I hear about people born in the 90s. Oh, it makes God. me feel so Blowing old. my mind. Yeah, I, no. You know, I work with a lot of young people, so. Yeah, when people come to my job, 
and they're like 1995. Oh, get out. Like, Are you kidding me? Like, you're a baby. I can't even believe they're in their 20s. I'm I don't, like, Aren't you a 10? Like, we were, yeah. just, <laughs> we were just in New Paltz, and, um, you know, I guess at, at our, now everyone kind of looks the same at our age. So mm-hmm. I know everyone there must be like in college, but there were so many attractive guys there, and I'm like, Am I like a cougar now? There are seriously some hot dudes there, and I'm like, wait, you must be so young. Mm-hmm, probably. Unless you're a townie. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're probably just young they're students. They're probably like 18. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to tell 18 now. 18 is too young. <laughs> yeah, no, no. At least we over. <laughs> we're clearly too young. Clearly too We can drink. I am flattered, though, when I want to get hit on by a much younger guy because I'm like, oh, you think I'm young? Like, apparently, everyone at my job thinks I'm like 23. Yeah, like that's okay. You can think that. Yeah. You can think that. Or as long as I, I kind of like to say, "Oh no, I'm actually 45," and everyone can say, "You look really good for your age." That's also a good one. <laughs> so I, I like to go older. Wow, I'm, like, I'm even older. <laughs> it's an interesting way. To I don't want anybody to be like. If I say I'm 45, I'll be like, "Oh, good for you." Yeah. <laughs> like I would be so upset. Like, why do you actually think I'm 45? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking. I had this very strange conversation with a client recently. And he was telling me about how he went on a date with this girl who said she was like 40-something, or sorry, 36, 38, something like that. He went out with her. He goes, wow, you just you look so young. And finally, she, he, she's like, he's like, can I see your driver's license? <laughs> finally, she gives him the driver's license, and she's 21 years old. And he's like, why did what? you lie and say you were older? And That's she's weird. Like, she's like, I don't know. I like to date older guys. And, you know, I really <laughs> wanted, weird. like... To look like, seem like I looked good for my age. And he's like, you know, guys will still date you if yeah. you're, like, And also, people young. don't want to date liars. Yeah. No, nobody like, does. That's not a good, yeah. Li- yeah, that yeah. was kind of the point of his story is how, how women are liars. It was a great conversation. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, women are liars. What else do you say? Women are liars. Uh, although I did lie about my age on the phone because I was trying to get him to like buy something. There's exceptions. She, yeah, she's the exception, yeah. not the rule. Yeah, no. Well, I'm not dating him. I'm just trying to get money exactly. out of him. Exactly, it's, different. it's yeah. different. But um, speaking of that, I remember I was at the nail salon not too long ago, and this woman was like kept staring at me. I was like, okay, why does she keep looking at me? And she says, um, excuse me, can I ask you a question? I'm really confused by your face and your body because your body. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, oh, your body looks mature, but your face looks really young. How old are you? Like, that's really an odd question. Yeah, that is You're so confused. weird. I was like, okay, yeah, that's probably the weirdest. Um, yeah, I'm confused by the way you look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't really start with that. That's I know. Really weird. Oh my god, really weird. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> So, okay, yeah. So, Amy was born <laughs> in North London North on September. London. North London, my terrible London um, accent, British accent. Anyway, London on September 14, 1983 to Mitch, a taxi driver, and Janice, a pharmacist. So, Amy was bitten by the music bug early in life. She, you know, always loved to sing around the house and perform. Um, she actually grew up in a really musical household. Many of her uncles on her mother's side uh, were actually professional jazz musicians. So she was always around music. Her uh, father played a lot of music around the house, especially... Was he also a singer? Was he? I think he, like, he, like, would sing, like, Frank Sinatra. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah, he would play a lot of Frank Sinatra around the house. I don't know if he sings, but he'd play a lot of Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett around the house. Of course, yes. (laughs) And um, according to her father, one of her favorite songs was actually "Fly Me to the Moon." Yeah, I guess he would uh, sing it so to she, her. Yeah, he, I guess he doesn't really say if, if if he was good or not. Yeah, we don't know. He, was good, but he, did, but... he did perform, like you know. Yeah. Like, oh, did he? Like, no, he did. He be, not like I think like he got else. a career performing after she was famous. He kind of wrote her coattails a little. Okay, I thought he was her manager. I believe he also really? he did manage her also. Yes, yes, he did. So. She also listened to um, a lot of jazz music musicians like uh, Sarah Vaughn, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. She listened to James Taylor growing up and also uh, a lot of hip-hop and R&B artists as well like TLC and salt and Peppa were two of her favorites. She even formed a rap duo with a friend when she was a kid called Sweet and Sour. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. And it was in- cute. they were inspired by uh, salt and Peppa, so oh. that was interesting. And around this um, same time, sh- her parents split up. So, aw, so. <laughs> yeah, she was young. She was like nine when they split yeah, up. Yeah, she was young. That's like at an age where you're like it's difficult. Age. Yeah, yeah, you realize what's going on. Yeah, and you're like you're confused. Like old enough to yeah. realize. Yeah. So, 
Um, at the age of about 12 or 13, she was accepted into a prestigious uh, Sylvia Young Theater School. And over the years, it's been said that she was actually expelled from the school yes. for not living up to her potential. But <laughs> I saw an interview <laughs> online. I don't know how credible it is, but Sylvia Young herself supposedly said that she did not expel Amy. Uh, you know, Amy was not expelled, but that she just changed schools for whatever reason. Well, she was definitely at age fifteen. It was, yeah, <laughs> I think she just wasn't doing her homework. I kept or reading that. Well, but. they also said that because she pierced her nose, she was. Expelled. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know but what? They are saying from the school. No, we never did this. Oh, I drink out of your water, Emily. Sorry. I didn't well, you know that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I really forgive you. No, um, I was, you know, I was watching that documentary, and you know, Simone, we will talk about, but actually, she got some big award from a school that actually had rejected her. Really? Yeah, it was a big thing. Like, she had never really been... She was at Juilliard, and this big, like, Philadelphia school or something, this music school, rejected her. And she had a very, like, kind of, like, unusual life. Um, She was kind of isolated, and she didn't experience much racism in her life. And that was the first time she occurred to her Mm. that that's why she was rejected. Mm. And then years later, they, like, because she was famous, they, like... Yeah, of course. You know? (laughs) So, right. So, Amy... For whatever reason, <laughs> switch schools at age fifteen. Maybe she was expelled. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she was <laughs> um, She attended Brit school for a brief period, for, uh, for a brief period of time. And while there, she joined a jazz band. And um, while performing with this jazz band, she was spotted by a talent scout. And her demo eventually ends up in the hands of. Simon. I felt like a friend of hers, like. Gave it to yeah. Her. So she was she was spotted by a talent scout, and her her demo uh, a friend of hers um, ended up giving her uh, demo to. However, Simon Fuller ended up with the um, with the demo. Got got in his mm-hmm. hand somehow, but it, right, her friend. Um, I guess her friend sent it to wherever. I don't know. Her maybe his. I think he, label? he was going to get like he was trying to get like a deal. They were working on something for him, and he's like, "Oh, listen to this girl," because I think he wanted her. To sing with him for something, and when they heard her, they were like, "She's great!" She's oh amazing. hell yeah! Yeah, Tyler James. They yeah. were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess he sent her demo tape. So it's Tyler James. Okay, Tyler. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so she ends up signing a deal, record deal with Simon Fuller's Nineteen Management mm-hmm. yeah. company, and actually, Amy was a really. I guess you could say, like, hot commodity. There were a lot of different record labels wanting to sign her. I mean, obviously, they all knew she was something special, so. Yeah. But, um, all right, so she ends up signing with Simon, though. So after she um, signed with Simon, she began to work on her debut album, Frank, <laughs> which was released in October of 2003, which was not too long after Amy turned 20. Aww. Um, uh, the album was mainly produced by uh, Salam Remy, who has worked with people like the Fugees and Nas, and I just think his, his style of production just fit really well with Amy's. They were a really good match. Uh, Frank is actually my favorite. Really? Favorite Amy album. It's oh, crazy when Frank. you look yeah. at <laughs> photos of her during the time of Frank, and, like, her face just looks... Fuller? Fuller. Her and, body's like, more fuller. lit yeah. up, and, like... Well, she yeah. also had an happy. eating disorder. She was... Bulimia? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But also that. that, plus the drugs, I'm sure it didn't help, and she, right. left, she just got so thin. Right. Yeah, Catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> you should always con- be concerned about thin people. There's no... Guys. <laughs> you should be concerned. Are you okay? There are some do naturally... Need some, do you need some lamb, honey? <laughs> no. We're all, there are some naturally thin people. We know that. <laughs> we love all bodies. Yes. <laughs> so, so Frank turns out to be like... Uh, Big critical success, I'd say, more mm-hmm. than anything. It did do well decently. It sold pretty well, but it was really a big um, critical success, I guess, mm-hmm. more than anything. I mean, who else was really doing music like Amy was with the Frank album? She had an interesting mix of jazz and hip-hop mainly. She really you know? did, so yeah. It, it, she definitely had a unique style that made her stand out from her peers, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. for such a young person doing that type of music. It was really interesting, so... The first single from the album was called Stronger Than Me. Um, so it, it, it didn't make major waves on the radio, but uh, does win Amy the Ivor Novella Award for Best Contemporary Song in 2004. Mm-hmm. And what I, 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 li- I think the lyrics are pretty interesting. Um, 
some of them, I'll just read um, some of the lyrics are, you should be stronger than me. You've been here seven years longer than me. Don't you know you're supposed to be oh. the man? So I, oh, I feel like this is an ongoing kind of theme in her music. She, you know, um, regarding like tumultuous relationships, you know. Yeah, that was about the guy she was dating at the time. Right. He was a little uh, not manly enough. He wasn't manly enough for her. Yeah. And she was looking for, to me, like someone who was uh, kind of a protector. Yeah. I feel like she And he was also older than her. And she felt like she was more mature. She called him a lady boy, right? She did call him a lady boy. She did call him a lady boy. And (laughs) the interesting lyrics. I mean, she really, you know, gender roles. Yeah, I don't know about that that name, but okay. Yeah, like it was back in 2003. God, no. It was so long ago. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. 15 years ago. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah no, I, I never get it. I've definitely like dated guys and I'm like, man, I wish you were a little more masculine. Like I wish like guys could drink as hard as I do a lot of times. Yeah. Like I see like I'll be with a guy <laughs> who gets like a really you know cocktail and I'm just like getting my scotch and I'm like, dude. I keep up, yeah. <laughs> like my dick is bigger than yours. So she releases three more singles from the album and they all have varying, you know, degrees of success. Especially Take the Box, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, um, it ends up you know, being the highest charting single from the album. Um, so overall, the album is a success, and Amy makes an impact as someone in the music business to watch. So around the same time, though, this is trouble begins. You know, Amy uh-huh. starts to develop a rep for being unstable and repeatedly showing up to uh, television and club appearances, sometimes uh, totally inebriated. And at times she was even too drunk to complete an entire set. Oh my God. So she, um, she's so tiny. I know. And like how much alcohol can you put in your stomach? Not much when you're Apparently she's small. sometimes started like when she first woke up. And yeah. No. Vodka, I, yeah. They think. Just vodka. Yeah. You know you have a problem when you're drinking, like, no. the first thing in the yeah. morning? Yeah. 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 I mean, unless it's a mimosa. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Like, <laughs> but usually, it's usually... That sounds basic. You're judging me. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Brooklyn. It's like, if you don't get mimosas every morning on the weekends, it's like, what are you doing with your life? But you're not just drinking it alone. No. You're <laughs> drinking it with breakfast. By myself and bottle champagne. Bottle champagne, chaser morning. You're not juice. drinking it alone. <laughs> and... <laughs> You're eating breakfast. You know, it goes along with your breakfast. That's, you know, that's the thing. I can't get over brunch culture. I think it's so funny. Like, how, like, I feel like I'm more likely to, Mm -hmm. my weekend revolves more around brunch than going out at night. Like, brunch is a thing. Brunch is is more important. (laughs) It's like, I feel like we're such millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is that a thing in Albany? You're not agree? Brunch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, it's like a big thing. I don't think it's that huge of a thing around here compared to, I mean, it's downstate. I feel like it's like every day, like every Saturday and Sunday, it's like, oh, brunch. And we're all like text each other brunch, like, you know, and everybody goes and meets for brunch. And like, you know, it's, it's like a whole thing. And it's really just sitting down and eating and getting like mimosas and Bloody Marys. But somehow, I don't know, I end up feeling like, like you end up, you go to one of those like restaurants full of hipsters yeah all getting brunch all spending a lot of money on things they can't afford or right. can, I don't know but uh it's it's a real like it's an interesting thing to me because I just feel like I never used we never used to get brunch that was not a thing right like not not really no it's it's like it's the whole thing now it's like I feel we, like brunch is the thing when you have money oh you don't have to have money to <laughs> live like you have money in New York City well, yeah, same living, here. Yeah, above their means. You know, it's, it's like it's big just, time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how anyone in New York City affords to live. I'm, I'm, you know, maxed out a few credit cards, and that's how I'm living. <laughs> right. So don't. Uh, that's don't, why you should move up here. <laughs> don't follow my example, anyone. I know you must. It must be so much cheaper up here. You have, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's so around the same time she starts dating music video assistant Blake Fielder Civil. Okay. Bad news bears. Yeah. So with him, so <sighs> so much to say, right? <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about his his name to start? Like, well, she affectionately called him Blakey, right? That was her name. But why, why does he have three names? I don't know. Is that, are they both, like, do his parents hyphenate their names? My boyfriend has three names. Oh. How dare you? What's his name? What's his full name? I can't name? say it. You're right, you can't say it. <laughs> can't do that. But it was yeah. because his parents got married after they had him. Okay. 
All right. Um, <laughs> Why would that, that affect, you know? I don't, I don't really get it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, so, I don't know why. And his name always makes me think of, um, who is that DJ in England who ended up molesting all those kids? Oh, Jesus. What's mm. his Seville, right? I don't know. I have, Something. His name escapes me. I don't know. Look, uh, look it up, Liz. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's something, you know, and he was this famous, and he was, like, really beloved. And then really? after his death, they found out he, like, molested a fuck ton of kids. And I think his name was Seville. I don't remember hearing about this I mean, case, they might, have, they might not be, like, related. I'm just saying it makes me, it, like, that's where my mind goes, of course, to the child molester. But. So, the lesson here is do not date guys who have three names that we're saying. They're just always bad. I don't know. You know, they're both from England. I don't want to say all English oh, people. Jeremy okay. Seville. Yeah, yeah, him, him, that guy. And what was his name? Blake Fielder Seville. Spelled differently. Oh, they're spelled differently? Yeah. Okay. okay. Just where my mind goes. If that guy, that guy Blake must be like that bitch is so, like because they're listening to our podcast. Yeah, I know he's listening to the podcast. How dare she compare me? I'm not comparing you. I'm just saying your last name sounds similar. I'm not the first one who's told you this. I know that. Okay. So um, I think a lot has been said and document you know documented about this relationship. I mean, I think we've all seen the infamous picture where they they were. I don't know, somewhere in London on the street and had cuts and bruises all over them. And Amy Um, had the bloody ballerina slipper on. Yes. I think everyone remembers that. So, you know. They think it could be, like, from her shooting heroin in between her toes. Yeah. That's where my mind went. Yeah. Yeah. That or actual ballet. But they did used to get into physical they were just, like, flats. Yeah. They weren't even, like, legit ballet shoes. (laughs) They were, like, flats. Because you know what happens to ballerina's feet. The, every ballerina Most. movie is going to tell <laughs> yeah, you that. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like not a movie about ballet unless they show it's like you we how all have ugly feet are. <laughs> hey, True. it's not all fun and games. I in play the ballet. roller derby. Our feet are disgusting too. <laughs> Let me just tell you, my feet are just disgusting because they are. Like, <laughs> I live in like, New York no City. Like, I don't have to live. Like I don't have to use I, a I crutch. Don't, I don't know. I, I live in New York City and I wear flip flops a lot. So yeah, there my feet go. are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, so, um, but you know they had a very toxic relationship. But he seemed to be the love of Amy's life, regardless. But yeah, yeah. So they really romanticized their relationship. Like, did, yeah, and clearly was dysfunctional and it, codependent. Yeah. yeah, it was very like um, I don't know. You know those famous couples that like you know they're so bad for each other, but you still like want it to work out. Like Sid and Nancy. Yeah, I thought they were like a modern well, day couple. Like- <laughs> Blake was, like, her life force. Yeah. Like, she felt like she couldn't exist without him. And yeah. She but she was – she got engaged to someone else. Like, yeah. Later yeah. on. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they got married, to be fair. No, they were engaged, okay. and um, he was actually supposed to go see her that night. Um, and he had this weird feeling, he said, like, about, like, go. he, like, felt like he should go there, but it was, like, late at night, and he didn't want to, like – he didn't know if she'd be asleep, and he, you know – and then he put anyway. I'm yeah. like, it's her fiance. I'm sure they were mine. What like, up? Yeah, and he's like, I'm here. Sorry, I'm free to like them. I don't know. I mean, she was in love with another guy, and they were. I mean, I don't know. But was she was she actually in love with another guy, or I kind of feel like um, Amy kind of felt pressured from everyone to leave Blake. Yeah, maybe right. she, I think she still cared about him, but yeah. everyone. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, her family, the her friends, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean the. The media, everyone was coming down on her for being with him. So, yeah. well, apparently, which is understandable, but you know, it's, it's, it's rough. So she probably rough had an her. alcohol problem before, but wasn't like into hard drugs, hard drugs yeah. until she was with Blake. He and, admitted that yeah. he right is the one who got her started on heroin. He was yeah. doing heroin, and she was like, "Oh, can I try some?" He wasn't like, "No," and threw it out the window. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. just like, okay. I mean, I'm not he gonna... said something that made it so she still tried it. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I don't know, like, I'm not around heroin very often. But when you're a junkie, are you going to be in the right mind to be like, this is so bad? <laughs> when you're doing it yourself? No. Like, if you're hanging I out with somebody. I want to protect. That, that's what I hate is, like, a guy who smokes who won't let you have one of his cigarettes. Like, no, it's bad for you. And I'm like, well, you're not my fucking father. So, go right. ahead. And yeah, that's probably how she felt. Like, if, if he said something on the contrary to her yeah. actually getting this heroin, she probably would be like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. 
I'm a lady. She's an independent woman, so mm-hmm. yep. I can decide my own heroin. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's called heroin for a reason. Oh, okay. Lord. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it is called heroin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's like a really interesting turn. Okay, so let's see. So that's what a heroine is. Greek myth. That's what a heroine is. A female hero. Why would they name it after women if it wasn't a female thing? Just saying. I'm kidding. <laughs> you had the most serious face I know. Ever. It was okay. scaring me. Like, I'm not going to say was. anything. Like, it was scary. I don't know much about the history of heroin. What do you, you think I watched a documentary on it and bringing up that knowledge now? I don't know. You like documentaries. Maybe. I do like documentaries. It's possible. But I don't watch documentaries on, like, drugs very often because they're boring. Mm. Do you ever yeah. meet those, like, drug nerds who, like, legit are proud of how much they know about drugs? And you're like, that's great. <laughs> They're like, they're like, they're like, oh, I know this strain of marijuana. I'm like, that's great. That makes you so. The only thing I know is Pineapple Express from the movie Pineapple Express. <laughs> well, that's Seth a Rogen. fictional. That's one. not real. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's fiction. Really? Yeah, I mean, and I know nothing about drugs. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I feel like I feel like dr- sometimes people try to school me because I don't know enough about like all these drugs, and I'm like, isn't it better that I just don't know? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. So the two, uh, despite all of you know their problems, they would end up getting married in 2007. And, all right, so we'll get back to Blake, but let's just talk about Amy's music for a bit. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a woman's career and not her love life. I know, right? <laughs> okay. no Disney movie. <laughs> oh, can I even say that? Do we have to bleep that out? Oh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't drop that. You can, drop. you can say that. You can say that. I think it's fine. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, so, <laughs> so whereas Frank was, you know, a critical hit and a decent commercial success, Amy's Follow-up to Frank, which, of course, you all know as Back to Black. Oh, I love that. So good. So good. <laughs> it's amazing. It catapulted her into international stardom. Um, this album, which she worked on with Mark Ronson, they were a great team together as well. It became uh, The album became a huge success, and this was mainly thanks to the lead single, Rehab. It's a really um, good song. I mean, it was just a little... So... I, yeah, let's talk about the background of <laughs> on the nose. Well, literally, it was like it was literal. Like, <laughs> well, she said that she would never sing a song that wasn't like true directly infer- influenced by her own life. Right. Yeah, that is true. All of her songs related to exactly right. what was going on. So yeah, it was pretty literal. But <laughs> I mean, I mean literally, like she mentioned her dad. She mentioned Ray. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this was actually it was a really a response to her former management team trying mm-hmm. to get her into rehab mm-hmm. and she didn't want to go you know that's what did she, she say no? no no yeah i think she no? <laughs> it's possible she said no <laughs> yeah she might have <laughs> yeah they tried to make her go to rehab but she said, she said no, no 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 yeah okay sorry guys that was really <laughs> and so so i mean at the time i kind of thought the song was hilarious and defiant i was like yeah amy you tell them don't yeah go you to don't rehab. have to go to rehab they don't know <laughs> and i was like why do you need to go to rehab like you you know i kind of admired her like rebellious attitude and i'm like great you do what you want to do you know yeah. but looking back on it it's kind of well she probably should have gone to rehab but yeah <laughs> it's nice that i mean putting it all out there like that, like writing a song about it. I yeah. mean, we all watch, you know, have seen Intervention. You know, we understand that nobody wants to go to rehab. Right. But she made it into art. Anything else to say about rehab, ladies? Um, <laughs> my thoughts on the song? I don't plan on going. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to But if you ever ask me to, I'm going to say no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, will. I'm not I, against it, I really, so. I really hope that someone asks you to go <laughs> No. <laughs> Are we allowed to sing? <laughs> I think it's fine. Copyright issues. I don't want to get like. I can't keep up with all that shit. Okay. Okay. I feel like we'll never be able to make a pop culture reference. I know. Well, many said that Back to Black was less jazz influenced than Frank. It, it was Frank more was more pop and R and B influenced. I'd say. I think she said it was and more. Soul. Yeah, it was less pretentious, more accessible to yeah. people than jazz was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, the album had kind of a darker mood, I'd say, on songs like "Back to Black," which, 
was about Blake. Uh, she wrote about Blake uh, leaving her for an ex-girlfriend. Yep. At the time. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, it was a darker album. And um, also on songs like You Know I'm No Good. I love that song, too. Which, I mean, I mean, essentially the song is about the fact that um, she's with this guy that um, that truly loves her, right? But she... She is unable to stop cheating on him, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, Something like that. Like she she does like in the song she she talks about how she does feel bad for her actions, but you know, she kind of shifts the blame by saying, Hey, I told you I was trouble. I told you I was no good. So, you know, um yeah. the, you know, this is like a ongoing theme in her songs, I'd say, you know, bad relationships or <laughs> <laughs> Problems in her relationship. So anyway, um, yeah. So besides the fact that her her sound kind of uh, changed a bit with this album, her whole look changed. As Liz was saying earlier, she went from, you know, um, I'd say like healthy looking, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. young lady to uh, someone who looked uh, emaciated, and then she started sporting her signature '60s inspired huge beehive. I think she did that. For a bit, right? Like, no, not the first album. She didn't. Oh. That was with uh, Back to Black during that time. No, she said like, yeah, like long. She had black long hair. straight, like her, yeah, long straight hair. It wasn't. She didn't have the big beehive then. Yeah, and started wearing black eyeliner, and this all became her look. You know, um, her new look with that album. So her style changed a lot. Um, are we gonna talk about her Judaism at all? Just throwing it out there. Oh, uh, we can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so she was a British Jew. That's not a very good accent. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I yeah, just like, I, I know it was a big part of her, her identity. Yeah. You know, we there aren't them. too many Jews in London. They're like in, um, like Golders Green. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I remember, um, that the fiance that was going, like that she was with when, when she like died, he was bringing her a book on, on Jewish Judaism in England, like as a joke or something, like. So that's all I know about her Judaism. Sorry, I thought it was gonna be more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, we don't get that many Jews on this show. I was excited. <laughs> I mean, she went to Hebrew school. Yeah, yeah. She did. So did I. There you go. Can read backwards. Um, and when she died, her uh, family sat shiva. That's what we do. So, <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, uh, her parents were, you know, raised her to be Jewish, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, and that was very important to her, it seemed like, growing up, so, <laughs> and they, they kept the traditions. Yeah. I don't know much about her. I just feel like it came up a lot in her documentary, but, like, uh, there's nothing specific I could think about, mm-hmm. like, like, she was Jewish, I was surprised, I didn't think she was Jewish, but, like, you know. Woo. We don't have that many anymore. Oh, did I just bring up the Jew? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did the Jew thing make everyone quiet? <laughs> no, we're just do. Uh, I mean, I don't have. I don't know too much about. You know, like I don't have anything more to add to. Apparently, it. she is quoted as that. saying, "Being Jewish to me is about being together as a real family." Okay, so that's nice. So I, yeah, I'm it like, was it was important to her, and she kept it close to her. That she she did yeah. speak about it. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. And I she feel did like it was. I just her, like the traditions. Yeah, yeah. I just like know that about her. I'm like, oh yeah, she was Jewish. Oh yeah, no, I knew that. I knew that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh cool. <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, we wrote all your Christmas music. We <laughs> 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 did. They were written by Jews. <laughs> I believe you. The irony. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, they're written by Jews. I don't know why. They just, like, really, really like, they like Gentile things. And, um, <laughs> we do. Weird. I don't know. Well, I don't know why. And, uh, did that. And mm-hmm. most comedians, like, a lot of them are Jews. So, mm-hmm. congratulations. You have comedy. That's <laughs> true. true. It's true. Yeah. You, we have a lot to joke about. If you can't laugh at yourself. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh. It's important to laugh at yourself. If we're not becoming doctors and lawyers, what else are we going to do? <laughs> Or going into finance. Yep. 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 Jew jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell them because I'm Jewish. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, apparently some of the blogs have something to say about her 
being tattooed, heavily tattooed. Oh, well, she's right. not that religious. She's reformed. She's not, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just a thing that was obviously brought up on blogs. CNN religion she? blogs. I feel like you thing. can't. <laughs> yeah, no, right? The amount of Jews I've met with it's tattoos. Yeah. And like legit Jews. Like I've met a lot of Israelis with tattoos. I'm like, nah, you know. Hmm. What you gonna do? Things change. They're not unJews <laughs> right. because of that. Right. Like it's like they, you know, there's a lot of contradictions in the Torah. It's confusing. But yeah, I don't think having a tattoo makes you any less Jewish. No. No. But there is something like weird about like I was gonna get a tattoo mm-hmm. and my friend Adina, who's one of my very I guess I don't have that many Jewish friends um anymore, but she is my one Jew friend. And she, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm about to get a tattoo, but I feel like, uh, it weirds me out about the, the Jewish thing. And then, I don't know, something she said made me not get the tattoo. <laughs> That's my story. Did you get a tattoo, Liz? You I have a tattoo, amazing, right? yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. What'd you get? Actually, it would be easier for me to just pull my pants down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Look at Tilly's face. Hi, Tilly. <laughs> Don't judge me, Tilly. Oh, so I'm very big fan of The Watchmen, which is an oh. '80s comic book. Oh. And this is Mars, and this is an asteroid meteorite thingy covering it, and um, a smiley face symbol. Which it, you don't really get it if you are not familiar with the <laughs> comic book. Uh-huh. But it's also a movie. Like the, those are two Watchmen character action figures wow. I have there. Cool. The clock behind you is Watchmen clock. So you're into comic books, Liz? Yes, I am. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you wrote down a list of hipster things, Liz authentically <laughs> likes them. Yet I'm the one who doesn't live in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means you should live in Brooklyn. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you yeah. mean like the queen of Brooklyn? What made you decide to get it there, though? I've like I thought about with my tattoo. I couldn't figure out exactly where to get it. I wanted it to be in a place where I could show it if I wanted to, but I could hide it if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a place where usually people don't see it. Yeah. But they'll see it if I wear, like, a skirt that's, like, shorter or Mm -hmm. a bathing suit or something. But usually people don't see it. But... Are you thinking about getting more? Or Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like once you get one, then yeah. you only want to get more. It's how good. I kind of want to get a portrait of my dog. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. That's a good one. Yeah. Tilly's scared little face. <laughs> she's an attractive looking dog. She, she is. is. She's she beautiful. She's look really at beautiful. that face. <laughs> she would look good. Aww. As a she is. She's so cute. I would tattoo you. <laughs> I love her. She's so cute. She is. <laughs> that would be my next one. Or something <laughs> vegan eventually. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's but then what if you unvegan? Yeah. I would never. I, I've been doing it for... Like 10 years. 10 now. years okay. now. So It's, it's not like a fad or yeah. phase with you. <laughs> it's it's like... been a while. <laughs> I can't see myself not doing it. <laughs> All right. We went off on a... So, um... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, but it's okay. Um, so... So yeah, Back to Black goes on to sell 12 million copies. It wins numerous awards, including uh, several Grammys. And um, speaking of the Grammys, you know, this was uh, supposed to be Amy's really a big night for Amy in her career. Unfortunately, she could not attend in person because her visa had been denied. Hmm. Um, You know, it's a... You know, it's pretty much suspected the reason why it was denied was because of Amy's drug use. Yeah, I was so. going to say, wasn't there, like, some bullshit about that? There was, yeah. Yeah. They never really commented on why they denied it, but we all know that. I think it was... Oh, that was before Donald Trump. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so imagine that. Yeah. The immigration was hard then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so she didn't get to accept her awards in person or perform at the Grammys, which was really disappointing for her. But she did give a really memorable performance via satellite. And, um, you know, she gave a performance of her lifetime and she looked that's and a, sounded That says a lot, amazing. though. Like, so, like she, she was like, I was denied a visa, but I'm still going to give she's, a performance. She gave it She gave it yeah. all. Like, she was, like, kind of defined, like, yeah, you guys are not going to approve my, you know. Well, here I am. Here yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, she, she was great. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think, didn't Tony Bennett present the award? Was that the one where he did? That sounds about right. <laughs> We're just guessing. Um, he did present, a, he did, he did. 
He did present an award to her. I think it was at the Grammys. Yeah, yeah it was. And she was like freaking out, you know. She's her, a huge fan. Yeah, in her acceptance speech, she was like, "Oh my god!" You know, she was like more excited Ooh. about the fact that Tony, Tony had presented it. it than the actual awarding thing. You've seen the footage of them singing together. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's in the so studio. good. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. so. Um. So yeah. So after um the performance, a couple months later, she performed at Nelson Mandela's 90th birthday celebration. And during her performance, she shouted out, free Blake. And Blake was actually incarcerated at the time for assaulting a bar owner. Man. Uh, you can't yell out, free Blake. I know. Was, was like, she in Africa? What a time. Yeah, to do that. To Nelson, Nelson Mandela? Mandela? Yeah, I thought that was a little... <laughs> yeah. So you know she must have been, like, really kind of jacked up to yeah. even do that. I thought it was... Like, I love Amy, but I was like, whoa, like... She's like, kind of like an ignorant, <laughs> not American girl, tra- or, sorry, like, she's just a, an ignorant thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of all to times, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, like... It was stuck when you were in prison. My boyfriend's in prison. <laughs> I mean, for assaulting. It's the worst. He's like, well, I was a political prisoner, but, you know... Yeah, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> They wouldn't give him another shot at Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why he freaked out. Um, so, actually, though, uh, according to Blake, it was different behind the scenes. He said that despite her uh, public declarations of love for him, that she started visiting him less and less, despite living close to uh, the prison where he was. Um, but he said that he also said the nastier she became, the more in love with her he became. So what? kind of the codependency oh, thing. Man. So yeah. you know, a very unhealthy relationship. Oh my god! All right. So while Blake was still incarcerated, Amy uh, took some time to herself and vacationed in Saint Lucia. She was trying to get her life on track at this point. She actually gained some weight. Uh, apparently she got a boob job as well. You know, she was doing things to make herself happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were lots of rumors during this time regarding um, them divorcing. Um, but, you know, eventually they, they did end up divorcing in 2009. And um, Wasn't it because he knocked up another girl? That was a rumor, but I don't know if there was any truth to it. I did um, hear that. But okay. it, has there ever been any, like, confirmation that's I've true? only seen documentaries. Oh, I've it. heard that, but I don't yeah. know if it's true. But either way, she she seemed to accept that their relationship was bad. The relationship was Mm -hmm. bad for her and destructive. And they divorced. So after returning home to London from St. Lucia, um, Amy was uh, continuing to try to get her life on track. And she even entered rehab when she got to London, but checked out after only one week. Um, And she started to just fall off the, the back bandwagon again. Um, you know, she had ups and downs. Like yeah. she, there were times when um, I think she performed uh, not too long before death. She had performed for uh, like an intimate setting with for family and friends, and they all said she sounded great and looked great and was like totally coherent. Yeah. But so it was, you know, it was a lot of up and down uh, for her. But um, one, um, there was a time not too uh, long before death where she uh, performed in Serbia. And the performance was a disaster. She was totally drunk and seemed to forget the words. It was a really bad uh, Oh, yeah. Wasn't she, like, so. booed off the stage? She was booed off the stage. She, it was really sad to watch, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, actually, her last appearance publicly was when she sang alongside her goddaughter, um, Dion. This was um, three days before she died. So... Um, yeah, so three days after this performance, she was found dead in her flat in uh, 2011, yeah. and the cause of death was uh, alcohol poisoning. Alcohol poisoning. Accidental. Well, she like, drank a ton of it. Yeah. Like, they found, like, empty bottles next to her yeah. and shit. Yeah, I know that right, like, shortly before she'd been visited by a doctor that she'd been seeing, Yeah, she was on all these medications, and they're like, listen, like, you have to stop drinking. Like, you're not going, you I can't keep prescribing this I think she cut back a little, and that's why <laughs> yeah. the binge is what did her in, is because yeah. she... Her body wasn't yeah. used to it because of cutting back. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was too much for her. It's like right. I really feel that it was a lot of it was like a half a bottle or something of um of vodka, plain vodka right next to her. Really? Bed. Yeah, and it was like full the day before apparently. Mm. Hey Liz, remember that time in college? <laughs> what time? <laughs> in bank camp? <laughs> um, that time that um my sister came out to visit. Oh, my she Lord. brought that friend who drank like half a bottle of Smirnoff in like 
just straight in one sitting. And then had to leave to get her stomach pumped. Yeah. What? She had alcohol poisoning and... I would think so. Yeah. It was a disaster. <laughs> she why was only like 17. But why would you girl. do that? Really? Seven, she's, yeah. What are you allowed to drink at? Well, we neither were we. But like, you well, know, yeah, you know, we okay. were in college. But we had, um, we were drinking a little, you know, whatever. I wasn't even there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> no, because I came back and... <laughs> she wasn't there when the hot, when the ambulance came. But you were there like before. <laughs> oh, she and you and Shannon were like totally doing shots of her 17 year old girl but we weren't but then um oh that's nothing in Grenada they start drinking at like 12 or 13. no I don't di- no, I don't kidding. disagree I don't think I, don't I think the drinking is ridiculous here no I'm kidding it this, should be like what I, I didn't know that this girl had a history of alcohol poisoning or whatever but um yeah, she like she like fell on the ground, like hit her head. It was a disaster. She was we had to call like, but yeah, she drank about as much as Amy Winehouse, and she definitely was on something too. I just remember coming back she to my room. I don't know where I was. Oh yeah, didn't they Awful. leave something? They like, le- <laughs> the EMTs like left some sort of like machine there, and I was like, is this mine now? Do I get to keep this cool machine? But oh no. They, remember they we lived next back. to that really strict RA, Scary. and um, I remember she came in and I was like. She was the one who always told us we were making too much noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every episode we're going to have something from college come up uh, about us being drunk. <laughs> I never was. Oh, no, not you. <laughs> <laughs> never. The night all. So, I really feel like... Um, you know, alcohol was her biggest demon. It was a bigger problem for her than drugs. At this point, she had been uh, drug-free, according to her, for three years. Mm-hmm. But, no. the, uh, well, she, I'm oh, just, maybe, she, maybe, maybe. She but, said she had been sorry. drug-free for three years. Okay. According to what <laughs> she said, I'm just going by what she said. But alcohol was, I think, just major demon for her that she just could not. You know, for a lot eat. of the... A lot of the yeah. people that we're going to talk about have died. A lot of people assume drugs, and a lot of times it was alcohol. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like with um, with a lot of people that we're going to talk about, people are like, "Oh yeah, it was their drug use, their drug use." And like, actually, that particular time it was alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. And yeah. I think their main part problem was alcohol. Like I know a lot of them end up stop doing drugs when they get a little older, but they can't stop drinking. Right. Right. Like from one vice to another. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like people don't take it as seriously, maybe, or you know. I don't alcohol compared to drugs. Well, it's hard to like, oh, most people drink. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. harder to tell when someone's got officially got a drinking problem. Right. You know? right. It's like, it's like, oh, they're just um, a function. Well, yeah. You know, it's hard to tell. There's like a lot loose after work or, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, no, I love her so <laughs> much. Tilly's falling asleep. I love her so much. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, this, it was a preventable tragedy. And that's yeah. what's really, you know, she was such a great talent. She's such she a big was. talent. Um, but, I mean, you know, a lot of people blame um, a lot of different people. Blake, they blame Her father. father. I mean, you know, even after doing, you know, quite a bit of research on her, I'm still, like, it wasn't really any kind of these things. It's not really. It's not really anyone's fault. Right. That's how I yeah. feel. Like, you can't just blame you know anyone solely. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was that bad influence. Like, yeah. No, it's yeah. like it's a culmination of a lot of different. It's things. just generally exactly. it's, it's it's addiction. It's, right. Yeah, right. You know, like it happens. You can't pinpoint it. Not like it's a you know, but. Yeah, I feel like people do that out there trying to figure out like, oh, they're addicted because of this system. They're right. Because they, you know. And uh, really although yeah. I do got to say, in our country, just because we're given prescription drugs like it's candy, I totally get how people go from that to heroin. Yeah, I do. That's like I don't. I've never taken like oxycontin or anything similar to that. But like what I do take when I'm withdrawing from it, like I could see myself trying to find something like a substitute, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so unpleasant. So. I mean, just to wrap it up, I would say, you know, even though her um, substance abuse problems are well known, it was still um, a great shock when she died, and it was really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me uh, when I was, you know, I watched the documentary, and something that she said in one of her interviews was that her biggest fear was dying without contributing anything to creative music, but um, even, you know, despite only releasing two albums, she definitely had a lasting impact. Mm-hmm. And she influenced people like uh, the British singer Duffy and Adele. Oh, totally. So, yeah. I mean, she definitely had a uh, great impact. And, um, you know, 
will remember Amy for a long time. Mm-hmm. She, we will. Definitely connected with people through her music. She was very honest and raw. And I feel like, you know, she'll continue to live on. She was one of a kind. She was great. Amy. Yeah, Amy, Amy, Amy. Amy. Okay. All right. So if you like Amy Winehouse, I would recommend, um, based on who inspired her, who her contemporaries and who she inspired, I would say Ronnie Scott, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Sarah Vaughn, Dinah Washington, Macy Gray, Sam Cooke, Leslie Gore, Quincy Jones, the Dap Kings, the Supremes, the Shirelles, the Ronettes. Uh, the Shangri-Las, Ghostface Killa, because <laughs> I know that she rapped with them, um, Salt and Pepper, um, Missy Elliott, TLC, Janelle Monet, Mayor Hawthorne, Lady Gaga, Adele Duffy, Lana Del Rey, L. King, who I really like, ZZ Ward, Lily Allen, uh, the Zootons, Ella Fitzgerald, and Billy. I should read this in a different order. I feel like the order I did it in is rough. It's, oh. Yeah, it's like just not. I like doing it in time order. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. Um, okay, I would say Ronnie Scott, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Nina Simone. Uh, Dinah Washington, Sam Cooke, Leslie Gore, Quincy Jones, the Dap Kings, the Supremes, the Shirelles, the Ronettes, the Shangri-Las. And then I would say like Macy Gray um, and Mary J. Blige, Aretha Aretha Franklin. Everyone wants to party with Aretha. Um, uh, I would say Missy Elliott, Salt and Pepper, Ghostface Killer. Um, TLC, Janelle Monet, Mayor Hawthorne, um, Lady Gaga, Adele, um, Lana Del Rey, L. King, Lily Allen, ZZ Ward. Um, did I say Nina Simone? I feel like I did. Um, the Zootons. And yeah. I-